Welcome to the LFC podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're so glad you've tuned in, and we believe that God will speak to you today as you listen to this message. Guys, it's interesting that um, when when you are in the position and the seat that, that I'm in, um, you always want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, right? You always want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I got to be really honest, uh, coming, into, uh, coming into this week, we were going to start a, a series on the Ten Commandments and really breaking down God's Word. And we're going to do that But man, the Lord got a hold of my heart and we're gonna start a brand new series uh, for the next several weeks called Patterns. Patterns. Well, a pattern, when we look at it, is a form or a model that's proposed for for imitating something. You know, you have a pattern that you can draw from. It's it's something, um, how many people sew in the room? It's kind of a lost art a little bit, right? But you sew, and how many had, uh, and you guys aren't gonna understand this, but back in the day, we had a class called Home Ec, right? You learned how to boil water and an egg. You got to, you got to cook some food, right? But then you went to the sewing portion and you could choose several different things. I think you can make an apron. I made sweatpants. Goodwill would not even take them. I mean, it was that bad, right? uh, But you would use a pattern or an outline to cut your material so you you would be able to to create something of beauty, right? Well, um, you can have patterns. You can have patterns on carpet. I just laid tile in our new uh, master bathroom, and there is a pattern to it. It's absolutely beautiful. We have patterns on this carpet, but they're random. It's called coffee stain pattern, (laughs) right? How many know we need new carpet here, right? It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But when you think about patterns, there's also, if if you like to shoot, right? You, you want that pattern or that grouping not to be all over the place. You want that to be really, you know, really small. Uh, you want that pattern to be right there. Um, if how many, uh, people are, are pilots? I'm not talking about pilot gas stationers. I'm talking about pilots. You fly, right? There's a specific pattern, a flight path or a pattern given for when you're, when you're landing your plane. Um, if, if you're into football or, you know, you will run a pattern, you'll run a certain route. Um, there's a lot of different uh, thought processes when it comes to pat- patterns, but some patterns are, are this. They're observable characteristics of people. People have patterns. We all have routines. Uh, I guarantee you, and we'll never figure it out right this morning, but when you got up this morning and you were getting ready, you probably put your sock on the same foot every single day. It's just, it's a routine. It's, it's, it's a pattern. If you have your lovely locks of hair, 
which I do not have to worry about this, but you probably picked up your brush, your comb, and you used the same hand to start on the same, same way, brushing your teeth. You start on the, on the same side of your teeth and you just, you've got this routine, you've got this pattern. Well, when we look at patterns, it can also be looked at as like a daily grind. It's the thing, you get up at the same time, you drink the same amount of cups of coffee in the morning, you take the same route to work, right? You all tracking with me? So so we, we've got something, a pattern is something that is repeated many times over and over again without even thinking. Today, in this room, you've had a pattern that you didn't really pay attention to. Your heart is beating in rhythm. Your heart has a pattern. You are breathing in this room over and over and over again. If you're not, we have medical people that can attend to you right now, right? There's a pattern. But do you remember that uh, listen, you guys missed out on some great commercials in, in your life, but do you, do you remember the commercial? They were really doing a push uh, for seatbelts back in the day because I grew up in the era that what is a seatbelt? You just had a lap belt. You go on vacation and the kids are in the back window of the car or you're trying to lay down and you're, 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 you're trying to sleep on the hump, right? And you build the each side up with pillows and like you're still kind of like, and you got to go to the chiropractor afterwards. Well, listen, we grew up in that area. Well, the era that seatbelts really weren't a thing. Well, they tried to do a big push. And so they did a seatbelt commercial with crash test dummies. And you had one, they would show it and they would hit and he had a seatbelt on and one, he's flying everywhere. And the tagline for this whole thing was this, you can learn a lot from a dummy. How many remember what I'm talking about? You can learn a lot from a dummy. Well, I don't know about you. When it comes to mistakes, when it comes to those types of patterns that shouldn't be, I would rather learn from someone else than make the mistake on my own. So look at your neighbor and say, I want to learn from you today. You guys are really slow, right? I didn't say, someone did, did you just call them a dummy? <laughs> I want to learn from you, dummy. <laughs> well, what we're going to do over the next several weeks is we're going to take a look at some key characters throughout God's word and look at the patterns of their life so we can learn from their mistakes and hopefully and prayerfully we do not repeat those things. Right, because if you learn from something, if you learn something, you're gonna do something different, right? You learn from it, you're not gonna go down that same path. I'm not gonna do that, so I'm on, I wanna stay in God's blessings. So the first Bible character we're gonna look at today is his name is Lot, a lot. I could learn a lot from a dummy. Will you please work with me? Online, I can't hear you, but can you work with me? They're not cooperating, right? Well, in the book of Genesis, we see a couple Bible characters. We see a guy by the name of Abram and his wife, Sarai. Now, what you have to understand up until this point, God had not revealed uh, everything that he was going to do, but when he did, he actually changed their name because of who they were. He changed their name from Abram to Abraham, 
and her name was Sarah. He, God changed her name to, uh, from Sarai to Sarah. So Abraham and Sarah. And so God said, hey, listen, I am going to bless you. I'm going to bless you in such a way that I am going to make you into a great nation. And in Genesis chapter uh, 12, verse 2, it says this. As a matter of fact, I am going to bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to other people. Why? Because you're famous? No, because my hand of blessing is upon your life. That's what God told Abram or Abraham, if you want to look at it like that. And so uh, when we say, well, when we look at someone famous as today, we see they're all over social media, their names are in lights, they're doing a lot of shows, they're doing all kinds of stuff like that. And you, but when they, they die, or, you know, an era passes, passes away. Some people are like, who are they? You know, I didn't, I didn't know. But when God told Abram, I'm going to make you famous, I want you to think about this. We're still talking about him today. He is still famous. Why? Because he, uh, they, call, they don't call him Father Abraham for nothing, right? No, 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 no. You got the little song that we do, right? And so God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you famous. And here's, I'm going to bless you so much that those people around you, when they bless you, it's going to bounce off you and it's, I'm going to end up blessing them. That's how much blessing and honor that I'm going to put upon your life. And I'm going to bless you so much, Abram, that when someone comes in and they don't like you because they don't, they don't like you support, right? They don't, they, they don't like, right, the Michigan Wolverines. I'm going to, and when they curse you, I'm going to end up cursing them. God had had his hand upon Abram so much that anything and everything that came around, he blessed them. And so God said, hey, listen, I want you to pick up from this place and I want you to go out and I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna take you into the land of Canaan and I'm gonna bless you there and I'm gonna show you what's going, what's going to happen. So he ended up taking his entire household, all of his goods, everything that God had blessed him with currently and it's getting ready to multiply. He also took with him his nephew and his nephew's name was Lot. So Lot because he was with his uncle, he was receiving blessings that were just immeasurable. As a matter of fact, we see it right here that Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had become very wealthy with flocks and sheep and goats and herds of cattle and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. God blessed his socks off. But it says in verse 6, something happened. But the land... Remember, this is the land that God had given them and God was showing them, this is the one I'm gonna bring your descendants into, that the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all of their flocks and herds living so close. And as a result, their herdsmen started griping. They, they had conflict. You, man, you, you, guys, you guys are hogging the stream when we're, we're trying to get here. You got, you know, there's, there's issues. Things are getting mixed up and, and all the food in the ground, they're eating up this stuff. It's not working. And so there was conflict and there was, there, there was tur turmoil uh, between them. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abraham or Abram and Lot. But in verse eight, Abram said to his nephew, he said, listen, son, 
let's not allow this conflict to come between us and our herdsmen. In other words, let's don't have, let's don't have issues. You know you can choose not to have issues, right? You can choose not to have issues. Some people choose to follow in the drama. Some people choose because why? Because they're addicted. They've got a pattern of drama and they just talk and talk and cornering people and whispering and all these different things. Listen, stay away from that nonsense. Can I get a witness here? Just stay away from that nonsense. But we have to understand that right now, this is where it all started for Lot. You see, all patterns have a place of origin. All patterns. If there's a a pattern of alcoholism, you don't just wake up one day and then all of a sudden, oh my word, I'm I'm a raging alcoholic. That just does not happen, right? You all with me? It just doesn't happen. That first drink had to have happened somewhere over here. It just didn't magically appear right here. There was a place of origin for this destructive pattern. The same thing goes with any kind of addiction. It had to have started any, somewhere if you're addicted to drama, you're addicted, maybe you're just, you just got a pattern of bitterness in your life. That bitterness had to have started somewhere. It had to have a point of origin, right? But here's what they didn't understand. The issues that they were having, remember Abraham and Lot, the issues that they were having were actually a result of God's blessing on their life. Think about it. God's hand was upon them. They had sheep and goats and children and all these different things. And now, because of God's blessing, they needed to expand their territory, but there was conflict right there. Can I tell you, there, we, we've got some good issues here. <laughs> you understand that? I mean, we, we, we need to do some fixer-uppers here. We've got, there's some things that we've got to fix, but I, can I tell you, you guys see it. We got, a, we got a parking issue, right? We've got an entrance and an exit issue. Now we've, we've leased the little driveway that you guys go out on. We've leased that. But, man, we, we need some, we, we need some uh, better flow of this parking lot. No, no one even hardly knows what, we're, what we got going on. We need signage out front. Can I tell you over there, we've got kid, not kid problems, because we know that your children are perfect and they never do anything wrong, right? And all the grandparents said, right? <laughs> They'll be counseling later for, for a truth serum that we're going to give to you, right? But, but we, we, we're just getting to the point to where I just went back here to this little preschool room and they're just like, ah! You know, it's, it, we've got good things that are happening. And so we've got to come up with a plan. We need to, we just don't need to just live in the problem. We've got to do something about it. And we all just let the cat out of the bag. We're working with an incredible contracting company right now uh, of what we should do. How can we expand? And I will tell you, we've got the the big overall plan. Lord have mercy, right? I'm just, I lost my hair, right? When I, when I got the bill, I'm like, what? 
What? It costs that now, but we've got the big plan. We've got the median plan. And right now we're working on just an entry level plan of how we can take care of some of these, some of these things. Well, we've taken it before the Lord. We've fasted and we prayed, but you will see right here that Abram and Lot, they didn't take it to God. They just came up with their own plan. And instead of working out the issues, instead of working on it, uh, that resulted from, from a God's blessings, right? God blessed them, and now we've got all these different things. What they did is they ended up parting ways without asking God what they should do, right? So I'm going to go through a lot of story here today. So if you can really focus, pay attention, and we'll, we'll get through this together. We're going to talk about patterns of destruction, and it all started right here with Lot, so here it is, number one, patterns of destruction in your life, they will move on sight. They will, they will move by what you see. Notice what it says in Genesis chapter 13, verses 9 and 10. Abram said, hey, listen, let's not argue about this. Let's have peace within our families. How many know that peace is good in families? Peace, we want peace. Now, sweeping something under the carpet doesn't mean that there's peace, right? Dealing with issues and talking and communicating, and God gives us a blueprint for how we're supposed to deal with conflict in Matthew chapter 18, gives us a, 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 a blueprint of how we're supposed to do that. But right here, Abram's is like, hey, listen, listen, son, Neff, hey, listen, don't, let's not argue about this. Let's, let's chillax, man. Let's sit down and have a cold glass of goat's milk right? No, thank you. He said, listen, the whole countryside, the whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any selection that you want. And he said, hey, listen, if you want the land on the left as your uncle, I'm going to go on the right. And if you want the one on the right, I'll go to the left. We will work together. We can, we can, we can deal with this. And in verse 10, here's where it said this. Lot took a long Look, he was mesmerized by what he saw. He took a long look and he saw that the, the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley, it, it, it was very pleasing. He, it was over by a couple cities by the name of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they're like, oh, wow, but you know, this is a great place to go. You see, patterns of destruction are always moved by sight. Something is appealing to the eye. We can go for it, right? It's, you're you're, you're going to chase after that. You see, instantly Lot was hooked. Instantly he was hooked. And we see this right here that Lot's eyes were bigger than his heart. You see, Lot simply did not realize or could not recognize that he was blessed because of his uncle. You see, God gave a promise to Abram. God gave him a promise to him and God, and listen, God is true to his word, is he not? He is true to his word that when you follow his ways, there will be blessings upon your life and God was blessing everyone that came in contact with Abram and Lot was no different. He was blessed because of his uncle but he didn't realize that his blessings came from his uncle's covering. You see, patterns of destruction, they 
cause you to move on sight. Second thing that happened that we see right here, a pattern of destruction. Patterns of destruction are blind to godly opportunities. I want you to track with me. So he looks and he sees, hey, listen, I'm going to go over here. This is good. Abram said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm good. I'll go over here. And we're still family and it's, and it's all good. Well, he goes to and moves close to Sodom and Gomorrah and moves close to these cities. And he loved the city that he was in. He, he loved it. He loved it so much he didn't want to leave, right? And so he's there. Well, all of a sudden war breaks out. War breaks out and these kings came in and everyone kind of rose up and fought against the king. You know, that's, you know, resistance. Well, all of a sudden these, these enemy kings come in and everyone flees, but they capture Sodom and Gomorrah. They captured them. And as a matter of fact, they took everything. They plundered them, the cities, everything. They took the men, the women, the children. They took the livestock. They took the cattle. They took everything. They took all their worldly goods, and they went. Well, listen, Abram found out about this. Abram finds out, and in Genesis chapter 14, we see that they captured Lot, Abram's nephew, and he lived in Sodom, and they carried off everything that they had. And if you jump back down to verse 16, you'll see that Abram went after his nephew. He was coming to his rescue, right? He, he was coming to his rescue. I'm, I'm bringing my posse. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get you back. And that's exactly what happened because the favor of God was upon Abram. God gave him victory, right? Do you all want favor? Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you want favor from God. I want favor. So, so Abram, he goes in, he conquers these evil kings, right? And he gets back everything. Abraham recovered all the goods that had been taken and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and the other captives. But see, here's what we have to find out. You would have thought that the light bulb would have come on right here. I, I'm blessed because of my uncle. I'm blessed because of the anointing that's upon his life and I am flourishing. So why not I stay as close that I can to my uncle, right? Why wouldn't I stay as close that I can to the point of blessing? Well, here's a, listen, when you get the opportunity to get out, but you go back in, you can rest assured that you're stuck in a pattern of destruction. Lot did not choose to go back with his uncle and stayed. He, he went right back to that city of Sodom that he was living in. He went right back to it. Have you ever known somebody like that, that God blessed them and God got them out of a sticky situation, but instead of coming out of that darkness, they go right back into it again. You, you know it. You've got people, you've got family that come in and they need, they, they need bailed out and so you, you bail them out and you've got finances and you give them cash and, you know, and, and you work on it and your hopes, your motive is, man, I hope that this is it this time. Right, y'all, who's tracking with me? I hope, that, I hope that this is it this time and you go in and you rescue them only for them to have a relief and, but they go right back into it again. They go right back in. You see, 
Patterns of destruction are blinded to godly opportunities. What he should have said is, you know what? I don't, I don't belong over here with this, this, this mess. I don't belong over here. Listen, I was raised better than this. I, I, I've got a blessing on my life because of my uncle, and so I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Listen, when God brings you out, don't go back in. Well, sometime later, as Lot went his separate way, See, I'm telling a long story here, so just track with me. Three, the Bible says three men of God came to Abram, and they told him, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a son. And, you know, his wife was like, kind of laughed at it, and she's like, ha, 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 you laughed. No, I didn't laugh. And, you know, all these different things. And they revealed to him, they said, why should, should we keep from him what's going on? Should we... Should we just withhold information? They said, surely not. And they said, you know what? We're going to tell you. We've heard the outcry. And we're going to destroy those cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because of the wickedness and the brutality that's going on. We're going to destroy that place. Well, Abram knew that his nephew was living there. And so if you read the scriptures, you'll, you'll see where he said, hey, listen. If there, you know, and there's all kinds of different numbers. He goes back to God. If there's 60, if there's 50, 40, 30, right? You know, it's like an auction that's going on, right? See, Abram wanted to believe that his nephew had maybe even turned the hearts of some people. Maybe if there's so many X amount of righteous people here, well, it got all the way down to 10. And God's like, if there are even 10 folks in this area, I won't destroy it for the sake of the ten. Right? Sounds, sounds good. Well, the three men in which, listen, you can say that they were just three men, but here in just a second, the scriptures turn it over to, they said, the angels. I believe that this is a representation of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit coming down and rescuing somebody and trying to bring them out. We can understand that, that this was Jesus that was actually talking, right? Well, he wasn't born yet, right? The incarnation had not taken place. He wasn't, he wasn't born here on earth, but this is a representation. How many know that Jesus was still Jesus even before he was born here on this earth, right? He's a part of the Godhead. So these three men, they go into Sodom. They, they go in there, and they were going to stay in town. And, and uh, Lot said, hey, listen, I don't want you to stay out here in the place. I want you to come to my, my place. I find it interesting that Lot went out to meet them. It's almost like he knew the presence of God was around. He goes out, he meets them, come to my house. And here's what's, what's crazy. The place was so wicked. Sodom and Gomorrah was so wicked that uh, the Bible uh, gives a description that these wicked men of the city came to Lot's house and they were beaten on the door and they said, hey, listen, send out those three dudes. And I know that we've got students here. But I will tell you, in the culture that we're living in today, there ain't nothing I'm going to say you haven't heard on television or anything like that. They beat on the door and they said, send out those men so we can have sex with them. Unnatural relations. In other words, they were saying, send those guys out here and we're going to rape them against their will. This is, the re this is the real deal that we're talking about here. Well, here's what we have to, Lot's trying to talk them down. 
right? He's trying to talk them down and bring reason. And this brings us to the, the third pattern of destruction, that you be able to identify it. Patterns of destruction make the unthinkable thinkable. And I want, I want to show you that when you live in the culture and you receive the culture and the climate that everything that is fed to you, it will, it, it will cause you to think crazy things. And we're seeing this all across America, all across the world, we're seeing this. Patterns of destruction make the unthinkable thinkable. And in Genesis chapter 19, verse 80, He's talking to these men that are saying, we want to rape these other men that are in your house. This is what he says. And for 50 some years, as I have studied the scriptures and broken it down, I still have a hard time even fathoming the next words that come out of Lot's mouth. He said this, look, I have two virgin daughters Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. How many of you men in this room, you've got daughters? Can you even fathom even suggesting something like that? I don't know about me. I would quote Mr. T., I pity the fool, right? He's a great theologian. Those of you who don't know who he is, he's a guy in the Bible. Right? No, Mr. I pity the fool, right? Come and see my two friends, Smith and Wesson. And he's got a friend called Glockenspiel. Right? There is no way that you would ever suggest that, but Lot did. Why? Because he was living in a pattern of destruction in his life. He said to them, hey, listen, please leave these guys alone, but take my daughters and do whatever you want. You see, patterns of destruction will make the unthinkable thinkable. Well, the story goes on that after he suggested that, these men at the door tried to, it's like a mob that's going. A, a sexual mob that comes trying to beat the door down to get to these three men. Well, listen, when the power of God is upon you, especially in this situation, the Bible says they struck the men at the door with blindness to where they could not see. All of a sudden, they're, they're enraged in the, a sexual fury with, with all kinds of violence, and now they're blind, and now they, they, they can't see where they're going. You would think in that moment that those men would say, this is the hand of God. I'm gonna turn it over because I shouldn't be acting like this. But here's what we have to understand. Lot was blinded long before the men at the door. He was blinded. He was underneath God's blessings, but now he's blinded by this 
twisted atmosphere and the things that he's watching on social media and the thing that he's watching on his streaming networks, he's blinded now. And now the things that are unthinkable have now become the norm. And now he's starting to think, well, I wonder about my uh, 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 my gender. How uh, am am I really a man? Am I really, do you see where all this stuff is going? When Satan comes in and he gives these suggestions, it brings in confusion and God says, that I am not the author of confusion. You see, patterns of destruction will make the unthinkable thinkable. Well, it brings us to number four about a pattern of destruction. Here's what will happen. After they were struck with blindness, the three men of God, and you're gonna see they're gonna talk about angels here in a second. Those three men of God had said, you need to hurry right now. You need to go out throughout the city and you need to get your daughters, you need to get your family members, whoever you can, and let them know that this city is gonna go down in a blaze of glory, right? This city is going to be destroyed by God because of the wickedness that is ensuing here because there's, there's no good. It's beyond the point of, of, of no return, right? It's, it's gone past that. And so now you need to go get them. Well, here's what we have to understand about patterns of destruction. Patterns of destruction will eventually rob you of your credibility. So Lot, what he did is he went out. Lot rushed out to tell his daughters uh, and, and even his fiancés right? He rushed out to tell his daughter's fiance's, quick, I need you to get out of this city. The Lord's about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. You see, Lot had lived in that culture, in that atmosphere for so long that the wickedness became the norm in his own life. He became twisted in his own values, even to the point that he offered up his own daughter's and so here you can see that he, he could have been a, 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 a big jokester, like a, a prankster. He was the guy that, that, that is laughing at all the dirty jokes, right? He was the guy that, that's telling all the dirty jokes. This is the guy that's the prankster. And so here, instead of going back and describing to them, listen, I was once, I was once blessed because I was, I was under the umbrella of my father, uh, my, my, my uncle Abram. Now God is bringing judgment on this city. They just laughed at him. You see, he had lost credibility for who he used to be because he was lost in the mix. He lost, he lost all credibility. You see, we, it starts with a laugh. It used to be when we would laugh at something in, 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 in is, uh, the television or whatever that was on, when it would laugh about and joke about anything that would be uh, homosexual related, if they can get you to laugh, you can get to adopt it. Come on, I'm talking to someone here today. I'm not being mean. I'm not being cruel. I'm just saying these are the facts. If you can laugh about something, you're going to accept it. If you can joke about it, you can, you, you can 
come to a place of acceptance. That does not mean that you reject the person, but you don't have to receive that lifestyle. You don't have to, you don't have to receive that and pray in the name of Jesus that they are set free themselves. Their eyes are open to the truth. You see, patterns of destruction will rob you of credibility. Lot blended in so much that he actually lost his influence. He lost his influence. And it actually brings us to number six. We're going to start landing the plane here. About patterns of destruction. Patterns of destruction demand your focus. You ever had uh, like your kid or your grandkid or whatever, and he was like, hey, pay attention to me. You grab the sides of their face and say, hey, pay attention to me. Listen to me, what I'm saying, right? Because they're like, right? Pay attention to me. Well, Lot realized that his sons-in-laws to be were a lost cause. So the men, the godly men, the angels, (laughs) Here, it's going to say it here in a second. They said, we got to get out of here now and we're not going to stop. You got to get out of here now and just run for your life. That's basically what they're saying. Run for your life because this city is going to get destroyed. Don't even look back. Well, how many know that many times we go back through memory lane and we like to look through our old trophies? I don't have to worry about that because... Uh, my wife threw all my trophies away. <laughs> it's like, this is not going in this house. I'm like, come on, honey. It doesn't match my decor. <laughs> so, so here they are. Track with me. Stick with me. They're going out and they're running. They're start, starting to get out of the city. But it says this. They, 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 they hesitated. There was a hesitation they had to be manhandled, right? They had, to be, they had to be manhandled. As a matter of fact, God had to grab a hold of them and drag them out. You ever met someone like that? They, they had literally had to be dragged out. And we see the hesitation of Lot actually, it, it, it reveals God's mercy. God did not want them to perish, But sometime God had to grab a hold of them and say, come on, we are getting out of here. Lot hesitated. Why did he hesitate? Because he was so stuck in a pattern and a way of life and a climate and an atmosphere that he did not want to leave even though God was saying, my hand is lifting off of this place and destruction is coming. If we're not careful, man of God, woman of God, If we're not careful, we can get bogged down in that same kind of pattern. We can come to church on Sunday, but we're filling ourselves with the things of this world, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're tracking with me. We're, We're feeding ourselves with the things of this world, the vileness and the things that are taught in our schools. Listen, I I get stuff across my desk all the time. That the world, if we think that things are gonna settle down and just get better. For Christians in this world, can I tell you, you are blind and you are sadly mistaken. Some people think that, oh, we're just going to usher in the things of Christ and it's, you know, that, that, that Christ is going to come where it's going to be just so pure and holy. Listen, the world is, it's going to be destroyed by fire. 
Jesus is waiting to return. Why? Because he does not want anyone to perish. And so sometimes he'll grab a hold of our hands and drag us out of these situations because he loves us so, so much. So why, if he loves us so much, why do we resist him so much? Because we're stuck in a pattern of destruction. You see, everyone else can see it, but sometimes we're, we're blinded by it. Well, we, we see what happens next. They get him out, they drag him out of the city, and they're running for their lives. And all of a sudden, the, the, the burning sulfur and the, the fire from heaven is, is going down. And I'm sure that they could hear explosions. And, uh, and this wasn't like a man-made explosion. This was bombs from God dropping down and people were literally being burned alive. And I'm sure that they could hear screaming. It's probably probably somewhat of a representation of hell itself that's, that's happening. And the Bible says this, Lot's wife looked back. Her name was Morton. <laughs> I've been waiting all service to say that one. Woo, that felt so good. We don't know her name, but I'm pretty sure that's where we got it from, right? Her name was Morton. But the Bible says she looked back even when God told her, don't look back. And I think sometimes as we get to this point in our life, we want to look back at the good old days. Oh, I think I heard my friend that was crying out. When God's saying, listen, in order to get out, you got to keep running towards me. Don't look back because nothing back there is any good for you. And the Bible says when she turned around to look, she became a pillar of salt. She died right there. You see, patterns of destruction, what they will do, those patterns will demand your focus. Keep looking, keep looking at me, keep listening to me, keep feeding yourself with me. That's what happens over and over. And that's why people get stuck. They get stuck in that rut and they try to get out because people that have some sort of common sense, they want to get out. But listen, the only way to truly break a pattern of destruction is not to get on Facebook and ask for someone's opinion. The true way to get out of a pattern of destruction, guys, listen, is to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Call upon him. I love that old song. He brought me out of the miry clay and he put my feet upon the rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of praise. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that Jesus is the way out. But so many times as he's bringing us out, we keep looking back. Guys, can I tell you, when you long to look back, when you long to go back, it's just a matter of time to where you're going to go back. You see, Lot's addiction to his lifestyle and the climate he was living in was far greater than his love for the Lord. And guess what happened? His wife followed his lead. She did what he has done all those years. And parents, can I just tell you something right now? The patterns that you're going through, your children are gonna pick those patterns up. That's why we've got to 
and I don't know how to express this enough, but you're not going to forget this. That's why we've got to fight like heaven. We've got to fight like heaven to be able to break out of those so our children don't fall in those ruts. Get on your knees and pray and seek first the kingdom of God. So those are those patterns of destruction, but I'm just going to give you real quick. How do you get out? If you're in, how do you get out? Four quick ones. Number one, you got to return to your covering. Some people, they're not walking in blessings because they left the, uh, out from underneath the umbrella of blessings. Lot stopped being blessed because he left. He, basically, he exchanged the blessings of the Lord for a lifestyle in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he paid the ultimate price for it. Those patterns of destruction went right down to his children. Sexual perversion, all kinds of crazy stuff. Return to your covering. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says this, but God showed his great love for us for sending Christ to die for us while we were still yet sinners. God is not requiring you to clean yourself up before he gets you out. Do you hear that? God's not requiring you to be perfect or to fix everything in your life. Come to him in your mess and he'll make a message out of it. Come to him just how you are. That's, that's one way to break destructive patterns in your life. The second one is this. You're going to have to sever some ties that bind. Sever some ties that bind. Here's what you have to understand. The compromises, listen, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents, I'm in the mix. The compromises that you will make today will become the standard for the next generation. If church is an option, if the presence of God is an option for you, your kids aren't going to want it. Am I, am I right or am I right? Where you compromise, where you compromise, your children will run from it and run with that and it'll be even more than what you did. The Bible tells us in Colossians 3 to where to put to death anything that is sexually immoral, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry. You, didn't, you used to walk like that, but don't, don't do that anymore. Don't, don't live like that anymore and stop. You're going to have to sever ties that bind and you got to stop, stop. Also, you got to stop entertaining ideas that contradict God's word. Y'all with me? These, these, are, these are just truths. If you want out of a destructive patterns in your life, these are the things I'm telling you, it'll get you out. Stop entertaining ideas that contradict God's word. Listen, stop entertaining the idea when you're dating. I'm just gonna say how it is. Stop entertaining the ideas that you can live like a married couple when you're not. God's blessings will not be with you. It says it in God's word. And I will tell you this, if you live like that, your children will too. And you wouldn't want that for your kids, right? You wouldn't want that. Look at your neighbor and say, you wouldn't want that. Hebrews chapter four, the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. Nothing in all creation is hidden from the side of God. Sometimes we deceive ourselves by thinking, well, God's gonna just excuse this. 
Listen, God wants to bless you, but many blessings are held up because we refuse to walk in obedience to God's word. And I don't know about you, I want all of God's blessings, not just part of it. That doesn't make me perfect. That doesn't make me to be free from sin. But when we do sin, we have an advocate. We go to him and say, God, I'm so sorry. Please never let me do that again. Help me through this. Can I get a witness? And lastly, you're going to have to find some accountability. Find someone that you trust in your life that will shake a knot in your tail when you need it. And when you give someone that opportunity to say something to you, Receive it from them when they, when they come to you and say you're being a big spoonhead. And I don't even know what that is, but don't be that. Y'all with me here today? Patterns of destruction, but how do you get out of them? Thanks again for joining us today. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419 495 6802. To check out all of our upcoming events, head over to limafirst.church and click the events tab. Lastly, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future messages. Be blessed.